for one rental at a time. It is Friday, October 7th, and this is your daily financial news. Folks, the daily financial news is daily. We've got a track record of over 1,000 days in a row. Do me a favor, like, subscribe, comment, become part of the channel, be a part of the movement, daily discipline, focus. Let's keep moving forward. Let's remember opportunity lives behind fear. So here we go. We got the September jobs number, folks. And the September jobs number, I have my expectations, I have the markets, and I have the numbers for you here. Let's just start with they came in hot. Expectations were 250,000. I took the over. They came in at 263,000. So that is a hit. We got that one correct. However, the next two numbers I missed. And just a little tidbit for you. Yes, I have a shirt that says nailed it. I am also asking my team to create a swing and a miss shirt, which if I had it, I would be wearing right now because I think I missed two out of three. So that would go down as a miss. What are the two things I missed? Number one, unemployment rate. I believed that what we would see this month, because inflation is so hot, is more people would be pulled off the sideline. I believed what we would see is what's called the participation rate go up. I was wrong. The participation rate went down one-tenth. The unemployment rate went down two-tenths. And of course, folks, we are talking about U3, not U6. U3, the headline number, came in at a record low, 3.5%. My suspicion is everybody will be talking about 3.5% instead of the participation rate, which is our problem. But folks, I would suspect bond rates are up. And I would suspect the stock market is not a happy camper this morning. So, yes, I missed that. I called 3.8. It came in at 3.5. Now for a little bit of okay news. Again, what I thought would happen is, again, people would be pulled off the sideline. That would cause more wage inflation. Wage inflation was expected to be 5.1. I thought it would come in at 5.3. And it came in at 5%. So we are again, once again, above 5% wage inflation. uh, But we are not running hotter. We actually ticked down slightly. But at the end of the day, when you look at the mass of the September numbers and you see unemployment fall, that is still, in my opinion, it's going to mean we get 75 basis on November 1st or 2nd. How how could you not? Unemployment going down is not what the Fed wants. I suspect the 10-year is going up. I suspect the 10-year will be heading up to 4% here shortly. Rates on mortgages are going up. Again, cost of capital. Understand your variables. If you like it, lock it. We are only doing great deals. We are not doing good deals. No average, no bad, no good, only great deals if you follow this channel. So again, September jobs number, I would call that in my half a swing and a miss. I got one out of three. 
uh, I would be wearing my new shirt, swing and a miss, as soon as I get it. Number two, the path to beating inflation. This is something I laid out months ago that now Larry Summers is saying. If you go back and watch some of my discussions, both in the daily financial news and with some of our experts like Anna, like Jonathan, like Greg Dickerson, you can clearly see that I believe unemployment must go higher. Unemployment must go higher than what the Fed's dot plot is saying, right? If you remember the dot plot, I almost laughed out loud when the Fed said, we expect unemployment to only go to 4.6%. According to Larry Summers, the path to beating inflation is a recession, totally agree, and 6% unemployment. That's just where we are, folks. And as you saw, the unemployment number today at 3.5% means the Fed has more work to do. They're driving with the rear view mirror, all those things that you hear. But it doesn't matter. We are going to get 75. We're going to get 50. And then, up, oh, it's down there. So we'll go there in a minute. But that's where we are at. We've got two more Fed meetings. We are likely getting 1.25 more coming. One second. Hey, buddy, how are you? You want to say hi to everybody? Look who came to say hi to you guys today. This is Sonny. For those that don't know, one of the two Shih Tzus that spend the morning with me in my office. Yeah. Good boy. All right, next, we have some pre-announcements. And again, I told you this was coming. Remember, we had this conversation about what is a kitchen sink quarter. I want to ask you, go back and look at the pre-announcement from AMD. These were some of the notes from AMD. And I want to ask you, is this AMD's kitchen sink quarter? What did AMD pre-announce? Remember, AMD just three or four weeks ago, Lowered expectations. So what did they do yesterday? Our gross margins fell 4%. Higher costs. Revenue. Revenue. Is light by $1.1 billion. Folks, that is hard to do. That is hard to do. Sorry, buddy. So yes, AMD was down $1.1 billion. Could this be a kitchen sink corner where they delay revenue, where they add costs, they lower margins? Certainly feels like a kitchen sink quarter to me. But what I want to ask you is if AMD is weak, what does that mean for Intel, NVIDIA? What does that mean for PCs? What does that mean for cell phones? What does that mean? I think there's I think there's ripple impacts from this. I don't think AMD will be the last to pre-announce. An hour after AMD announced, Samsung came out with a pre-announcement and basically said our operating income is down 32%. Folks, earnings recession, Wall Street Analysts have to cut expectations. There's just no if, ands, or buts. Again, remember, the path to beating inflation is a recession and probably 6% unemployment. I, I don't feel good saying that, but 
I unfortunately think that's where we are going. Chicago, some couple of you sent me this note. It looks like Chicago is losing another Fortune 500 company. They've already lost Boeing, Caterpillar, and Citadel. They are now losing Tyson Foods. Tyson's Foods is moving its headquarters to Arkansas. Again, there's a lot of uh, challenges going on in the great city of Chicago. Uh, lots of things that you're seeing on headlines. Uh, it is pretty scary. McDonald's has said they're not leaving, uh, but they, they highlight that it is very hard to attract workers given what is going on in Chicago. So San Francisco, just up the road for me, up the 101. It's not good there. I just went to Chinatown the other day, and whew, it's not it's not good in San Francisco. Something else I've been reading and talking about on this channel for more than a year, something that I've, I've indicated for more than a year, that the Bay Area, the Silicon Valley, is in trouble. The pandemic, remote work, all of that. We have missed a cycle of engineers, computer scientists, all of those folks coming. Now what we see is the well-off, the young well-off are not coming to California or New York. It has just been reported. Where's my notes? If you are 35 years or younger and you make a hundred grand a year, you're not moving to California or New York. You are going to Texas, Florida, Tennessee. Losing that next generation will impact California and New York for years to come. If we don't have the next great tech innovation, the next great private company that goes public, our housing costs in the Bay Area will fall. It won't be quick. It won't be quick. It's not like a big bubble popping. It will just slowly grind lower because all the engineers and companies will be built outside of the Silicon Valley. This is important. The young well-to-do are not coming here. The Fed pivot. I think it is very clear. The Fed pivot discussion anchors on the December 14th meeting. What do I mean by that? There are some Fed presidents like Bostick who says our last rate increase should be December 14th. I believe Bostick is okay with a 75 and a 50, but at that point, he's like, man, we have done a lot this year. We have taken rates from basically zero to four and a half. Let's wait. Let's pause. Folks, that would be considered, in my opinion, a Fed pivot. Then you have folks like Evans saying, no, we have to raise into Q1. I believe the battle lines are pretty clear. Do we stop December 14th and wait, or do we keep going? At this point, I have not changed my opinion. I believe we will get 75 November 2nd, 50 December 14th, and 25 the first meeting next year. Then we get a pause. 75, 50, 25, pause. The good news is we are closer to the pause than the beginning. I do not believe we will get a cut next year. Folks, I want to be very, very clear. If we get a cut next year, 
I want you to hear this for me. That is bad news. I want you to understand that be careful what you wish for has never been truer. If you are hoping for and wishing for a cut next year, it means something or several somethings broke. I do not wish that. I wish we get through this. We have a little bit more unemployment. We have a recession. Recessions are natural parts of capitalism. Companies should go bankrupt. You should not be able to live on borrowed money. That is not capitalism. We have to get through some pain. I do not want to see black swans or little black swans or any of that stuff break. Raise rates. Let's have a recession. Let's get it behind us. Let's build out of this. We have a lot of good things coming. More manufacturing, more this, more that. But we've got to get through next year. So those are my thoughts. I hope you enjoy them. Again, remember the Daily Financial News comes back every day at 7.30, except on Thursdays when we do it at 7. It is Friday the 7th. I hope you have an amazing day, an amazing weekend. Remember, if you're ready to do the work in real estate, there's an amazing course below called How to Get Started One Rinse at a Time. It's 320 bucks. It gets you a part of my Saturday live or deep dives. It gets you in a private Facebook group with thousands of other people that are doing the work. I hope to see you there. Buy it. Start doing the work this weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.